Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 909. The best advice is to think outside the box. Be creative and put your ideas in motion. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from sunny Arizona, Mike Mullen. Hey, Mike, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? We're ready to go. All right. Mike Mullen is the owner of Car Treasures, a website where you can find vintage automobilia. Sounds like my kind of place. It's a website where automotive enthusiasts and collectors can sell, buy, or browse treasured pieces of automobilia, including toys and models, posters, artwork, signs, literature, documents, trophies, advertising, promotional items, and other historic artifacts from the automotive past. You'll come across hard-to-find unique items you never knew existed and have a chance to clean out your garage, raise some money, and then fill it back up again with more fun things. As if this doesn't keep Mike busy enough, his day job is that as a realtor for land and residential properties in the Phoenix metro area. So Mike, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Yeah, it really started way back. Uh, I was actually born into a, an old Ford, how do you say, old Ford dealership uh, family in Phoenix when Phoenix really isn't that old. But yeah. <laughs> you cut me now and I bleed oil and my wife hates it that way. I leak all over the place. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I grew up in the dealership, one of five uh, kids and the only one who actually worked around the dealership because I was the oldest. And it just took off, uh, started with uh, all sorts of cars that I obviously saw a lot of it had to do with the time I was there, which was from 64, 63, 64, up to about 71. And it, it just has never left me. I've just been absolutely obsessed with cars, especially any type. I'm an opportunist. It doesn't have to be a particular type. It's, you know, I'm looking for style and, and uh, rarity, that type of thing. But I just had a great time with it. Well, it sounds like a fun childhood, and you carried it into your adulthood. And I love poking around your site. Of course, my wife caught wind of it and said, get out of there. Don't go there. No, nope. <laughs> you have enough stuff in your garage and on your display shelf, but lots of very cool things. And I'll make sure, again, for my listeners, I put a link to your website on your show notes page here at Cars. Yeah. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that has some meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Mike, take the wheel. Well, actually, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Leah Iacocca guy. And between him and some of the things I come up with, uh, one, of the, one of the things he mentioned in the past was we are continually faced by great opportunities, brilliantly disguised as insolvable problems. Mm. That's how I look at life. That's how I continue to push through different things. My own personal thought is money can open a lot of doors, but if you don't have integrity, what you paid for with money may be a fleeting moment. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And I'm chuckling, and Mike knows why, because uh, this morning I had to call him and say, we're going to have a problem recording your show. I'm having technical problems with an upgrade to some software I'm using. And uh, boy, your quote would have come in nice and handy this morning <laughs> for me and my, my frustration. I know it does. These darn computers, they're great until they don't work. Kind of like a 
like an old car, I think, a little bit. Well, I love those quotes. They're great. I haven't heard them before here, so I like that even more, something new for our listeners to be inspired by. Well, let's go back in time. You kind of touched on this. I'd love to hear a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you realized that you were a car guy? You know, actually, it was a pivotal years. If you think about it and you go back a, a little bit, I was working at a Ford dealership, and the, the years 64 to 67, I, you know, I was just lucky to be brought up in that in that era, in the mid-60s. Just yeah, think about it. I know. You got the Mustang, you got the GT40, and you have James Bond's Aston Martin. <laughs> yes. You know, you know I, I was able to make a trip with my family to the New York World's Fair to see the introduction of the Mustang. And at the same time, back in town, I tried to sneak into the theater to watch Goldfinger and see the, uh, of course, it was just to see the Aston Martin DB5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But just those years, and I was hooked. I mean, I still have my my Aston Martin DB5 model car with the ejection seat. The Corgi, there. the Corgi. Oh, yeah. I've got mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that really... Those pivotal years, they just absolutely set the hook. Ah, sounds like it. Wonderful time to grow up in this country for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, Mike, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. And of course, the key here is what do we learn from these challenges, just like mine this morning. I learned a few things. Now I can get myself out of that paper bag. Tell us about one of yours and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career, your life, and your business. Well, actually, for uh, about 10 years, uh, probably from the early 70s to the early 80s or mid 80s, uh, I had figured out that the only way I was going to see some incredible cars if I did some events that those incredible cars would come to. And in that period of time, I was approached by a gentleman, actually two gentlemen, Louis Laughlin and Brad Basie in about 1990, who asked me to help them build a new event called the Copper State 1000 Road Ah, uh, Yes, yes. Okay. And, and it was, you know, they, they had me come up with ideas and car shows and helping with some cars and routes and things. But the real challenge came in, in 1993 when I was again approached by Louie and asked me if I would chair the 1995 Copper State 1000, which is a huge undertaking, especially considering it hadn't even gone four years yet. Yeah. And I was not really thrilled about taking this thing on i mean it's just it's four days long it's it's uh, turned out to be 80 vintage cars uh it covered a, over a thousand miles in arizona i mean it was huge yeah the thing that came out of it though was that i got also my greatest compliment and it was it's hard for me to even talk about because essentially what happened was louis came up to me and after i turned him down three or four times he said listen i am dying i probably won't make it to 95 oh no it's got to go five years, and if it goes, it's going to get to that point, you're the one who has to do it. Wow. So, I mean, what can you say? Yeah. I ended up as the 1995 Copper State 1000 chairman. Wow. And uh, it was, you know, like between him and the great team, you just have to push through it, and uh, it just made me Everything since then was small. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. When somebody in that situation entrusts you to help them carry on a legacy, and I've heard such great things about that event over the years. I've known many people who've driven. I'd love to do it someday. Uh, kudos to you for taking that on and, and grabbing the torch and running with it. These events, 
They sound easy, but they're not at all. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're eating breakfast and dinner at different places. And, and of course, you don't want to send them down a freeway at uh, where everybody else is going 80, 85 miles an hour in right. Arizona. So you got to go back roads. It's not the easiest thing to, to map out. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, Deb Pollock, who's been a guest on my show, she's a good friend of mine. She puts on an event that she just started. She's run the second one now, Driving Toward a Cure, where they raise money for Parkinson's. And she tackled this thing. And yeah, talking with her, saying this is no small feat. And people are spending a lot of money to come do this in time. And you don't want anything to go wrong. But of course, everything can go wrong when you combine multiple venues, old cars, lots of people. (laughs) I think that's really the trick is that you you make it as as perfect on paper as you can, knowing that you have extra time to take care of the issues that pop up. Exactly. I had another guest on the show who did a huge event and his car broke down during the event, which adds a whole nother complexity because he has to be there before the participants get to the hotels to greet them, to make sure everything's there, serve them dinner, all that. And yeah, it's uh, no small feat. So again, congratulations for pulling that off. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Is there one of those in your life you'd share? Actually, probably. Probably the one, uh, it's one of those out-of-the-box ideas. I was uh, approached by a gentleman by the name of Tex Gunthry, who was a member of uh, Arizona Sports Racing Association, and they did some vintage car races out at uh, Firebird International Raceway. Mm -hmm. And they, they couldn't figure out how to get people out there. And essentially, I had come up with an idea to have a uh, show, a car show, uh, of sports cars uh, from 100 to 125 cars at a local uh, um, resort. But at that particular period of my life, I had already figured out that most people who wanted to go to a car show didn't mind doing a car show from 6 in the morning until noon, but after that, they're bored. (laughs) So what I suggested was that we do a car show from six in the morning until noon and then we turn around and take the cars out to the to the racetrack which was like oh six or seven miles away and essentially they they all worried about how i was going to do that i came up with a a great chance of an idea and was able to not only shut down after the end of the the show at noon shut down the of course that was after Bob Bondurant flew his helicopter in to help judge, so that, that helped get things started. <laughs> yeah. But uh, would shut down the, the resort, shut down the roads around the resort, and then shut down about five to six miles of our freeway in town. Oh, my gosh. And uh, everybody told me that it couldn't be done. I came up with the idea, and with uh, Texas' help, uh, was able to make it, so that's exactly what we did. And, and in one of the first shows we had, we had Porsche driving experience come out. Vic Elford was there. Oh, yeah. Asked him if he wanted to drive the 917 down the freeway. <laughs> and he was so worried that it would overheat because he gets stuck in traffic that he said, well, we'll let the owner drive it, and then I'll race it at the at the track. Once we got to the track, it turned out he had a, a photographer took a picture of these 100 Porsches and other sports cars coming down the freeway. And until that photo that I'd seen, I didn't realize that the whole other side of the freeway had stopped to watch these cars go wow. down the other direction. Yeah. And that was just amazing. I mean, there was no one else. On, I mean, the... Highway Patrol and everybody just shut down that freeway. Oh, my gosh. And uh, wow. it was just incredible. And at that point, that's probably what got me into the Capra State because Louis was in that part of the group, too. Yeah, nothing's impossible until you give it everything you've got. Wow, that's very cool. That old driving experience back in the 80s, Vic Elfert 
was, of course, like you said, one of their drivers. And I did that event in San Diego. I didn't realize he was going to be there. And they paired me up with him. He was my driving coach for the day. Oh, terrible. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you're Vic Elford. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to drive all the new Porsche models around the stadium. They set up a little uh, autocross course. And we got to yeah, have fun. And uh, he was just great. He's been a guest here on Cars yeah, as well. So Great guy. Wonderful guy. Yeah, and still very active out there for sure. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many of those. Is there one you'd like to share with us? I have a lot of proudest moments in real estate and automotive uh, world. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what it comes down to is bringing a smile to someone's face or a laugh. You know, it could be a member of my family, maybe a family who just purchased a new home or vehicle. Maybe someone, especially under the age of 18, who either enjoyed volunteering or was a guest at one of the many events that I touch. And it's just with today's stress, everything going on around the world, to have someone smile and relax is just uh, is, is the new great moment. And it's a, it's a real treasure. Well, you bring a smile on my face, so uh, you're continuing that fine tradition <laughs> here, Mike, just by being here and inspiring the Cars Yeah listeners. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time into your history. What was your first really special car? Uh, it was, uh, is, uh, was and is a 1967 Series 1 XKE Roadster. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and I've had it for, uh, it's coming up on 40 years. Wow. Uh, and essentially... It was built because of, of kind of a, a challenge because back in the mid-70s, uh, I had a, a bunch of Corvette friends who said the Corvette was still king of the hill. And, you know, a Corvette with 180 horsepower just didn't think that was that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And I actually bought the car from a good friend who was actually a Corvette guy. And uh, I just love the lines. And uh, it's been with me the whole time. And, and I'm just now going through it for the uh, second time to put it back out on the road and have fun with it. Wow, 40 years. Not too many people can say that. Fantastic. Well, is there a car you've owned to let go that you wish you had back? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I had a right-hand drive Aston Martin DB6 Vantage. Oh, nice. And essentially, uh, when I saw it, I almost didn't recognize it because there were no emblems on it. It looked like someone had painted it with a white paintbrush. And uh, I mean, it looked it looked terrible, but um, it didn't take a lot to clean it up and 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 paint it up because it was right hand drive. I I drove it for like two and a half three years, and just decided that since my wife wouldn't drive it because it was right hand drive, mm -hmm. that I would sell it. And that was probably one of the one of the ones I wish I hadn't sold. But at the same time, if I hadn't sold it, I wouldn't have the other cars I've I've had since then. Yeah, exactly. Well, we all have those stories. And with your wife's respect here, right-hand drive, I started racing a right-hand drive Lola uh, sports racer, a vintage car, 67 T290. And oh, nice. you sit on the far right. And the first time I drove out in the track, I kept dropping wheels off in corners because <laughs> my orientation was, you know, off. I wasn't sitting in the right place in the car. So I was judging the left side of the car incorrectly and had to kind of come in and reset my brain a little bit. It may sound funny to some people out there. Maybe they didn't encounter this, but I went, yeah, it's just, I've got the, all, all this car to the left of me now that I've never had. Well, what you really got to try is you drive it to a, uh, like a four story parking garage where the, the, uh, there's an incline going up to the gate oh. that you have to pull the ticket out <laughs> on luck. the left hand side. <laughs> yeah. And of course, if you're already on an incline, where British cars are 
known greatly for their their emergency brakes holding, (laughs) that you're sliding over, grabbing the ticket, getting back into position before the the gate came back down. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That was was a tough one. It does have a few uh, idiosyncrasies that are a little bit odd. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit with our guests about this website. Now, you're a real estate guy by day, mostly. You're doing land deals and real estate, making people happy with buying and selling. But Car Treasures, we're here at Cars Yeah today. I want you to talk a little bit about this website because it's a cool place. And there is, like I said, some very cool eye candy there that entice me to reach for my wallet. And like I said, I've got to do it at night when my wife's asleep so she can't see what I'm up to. <laughs> so hopefully she's not listening to this podcast or I'm in trouble. At any rate, tell us about Car Treasures. Well, essentially, it started a couple of years ago when uh, some partners, my partners and I, Bob Golfin and John Clements, uh, who are in the car arena all the time, started seeing, unfortunately, some, some older car uh, enthusiasts passing away. And then finding out that their accumulation of of items was either going to the trash or going to Goodwill. Yeah. And you know today they make they make collectors' items. Back then they didn't make collectors' items. They just made us a a, a very limited amount of some item uh, that had to do with a particular car. And so. All that's extremely limited, and signatures back then were extremely limited. And what we found is that these things really should go to people who respect the piece, who have an interest in maybe that particular car or that particular driver. So the whole idea was to try and come up with a very inexpensive place to list these things in order to get them out to the general public all over the world. And, and of course, with the Internet, it makes that possible. Yes. And as you've already found out, there are things on there even I have never seen before, and I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I say inexpensive to list, it's like, it's like uh, $50 for 50 units, 50, 50 different ads, mm-hmm. or $20 for 20 ads for three to six months. You know, that's just... right. You know, it's cheap. So, you know, we a lot of people not e- don't even know what they're worth. But the thing is, even if they take less money, they'll probably go to someone who really enjoys yes. getting that particular historic item. Years ago, I went to an estate sale in uh, Rancho Santa Fe uh, in the San Diego County area, which is a very affluent neighborhood. And, of course, everybody was in the house. I went to the garage. And out there was an old Mercedes and all this cool stuff. And the price tags they had on the things, I just went. These people, these estate sellers, don't know what this stuff is worth. And I felt bad for the the woman, especially the car. And so I went in and said, you know, you really have a problem out here. You got some stuff that are collectible, highly collectible, and the car is way off price. And the guy, oh, well, thank you. You know, we don't, we really deal with house stuff. And I later got a thank you note from that woman because she ended up getting five times what they wanted for the car, which she should have. And some of the things, she, she gave me a nice little uh, thank you gift, one of her husband's things. Uh, yeah, it's uh, getting those items into the right marketplace so that people get the most they can for them and they don't end up worse being in the trash, uh, you yeah. know, and being yeah. tossed. So I, uh, I, Again, so the website is, let our listeners know. Yeah, it's cartreasuresplural.com. Right now, there's probably three or 400, actually maybe 500 pieces on it and yep. of all different types of cars, anything from Porsches to Packards or Bristols to, to Corvettes. So, you know, it's, it's just amazing what, what turns up. And, and uh, 
people have all different prices because they don't know what to ask. They're just looking for an offer on something. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's really turning into an unusual collection of of items. It's an amazing collection of items and uh, perfect timing too that you're a guest here on Cars Yeah because we're here we are day before Thanksgiving the holiday season's here. If one kind of person is hard to buy for, it's a car enthusiast because, of course, we all want a car. So, <laughs> but there are some cool things there. You can go and check it out. Uh, send links to your friends or your parents, or your family, whoever's looking to buy something for you and say, that's what I want because it's something that they'll treasure for the rest of their life and you can't find it anywhere else. So. That's a good thought. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Always marketing here. Always thinking yeah, thank of those you. terms. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm so excited about your site. I'm so I'm so happy we connected here. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Mike. If Mike was a car, what would he be and why? Wow, the uh, I had to think about that. Uh, actually, I'd be an early Dodge Viper. Ooh, for several reasons. One is it took the courage and a lot of out of the box thinking. They produced a vehicle that was uh, by a manufacturer that was considered the underdog at the time. Yeah. It was obviously very crude, and at the same time, it still had the 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 curves and the looks of uh, uh, what would be considered maybe an updated British or Italian car mm-hmm. uh, with all the newer amenities. I mean, actually had air conditioning now, didn't have speed control, and it was all American. Yeah. I mean, it was nice. That, that's one of the biggest things going for it. Cool. I think you're the first Viper here on Cars, yeah, so I like that. Very nice. And I had uh, Ralph Gilles, who's the lead of global design for Chrysler Fiat, and he spoke at length on the show here about the Viper and his involvement with the design of that car and, and what it took to actually bring that car to market, which was quite an accomplishment in many, many ways. They had done one thing that I never expected. I, I ended up uh, as uh, president of the Arizona New Mexico chapter, and during the years I was involved uh, if we drove the car, whether it was on the track or on the street, and it wasn't wrecked, but it blew an engine, transmission, or rear end, they would take the vehicle to the to the dealer, pull the part, send it back to Detroit, and uh, fix it or replace it. And wow. uh, uh, you know, the, to have a transmission blow on the on the racetrack and then have it replaced in in two weeks was unheard of. Yeah, that's impressive. Very, very nice. Well, Mike, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. My friends at Covercraft have a very cool thing going on right now with the holiday season, and that is a gift card. Covercraft is your choice if you want any kind of surface protection for your special vehicle or even your daily driver. They have car covers, seat covers, Dash covers, sunscreens, front end protection floor mats, even covers to protect your car from your kids and your canines, work truck covers, power sports, accessories, all sorts of different offers at Covercraft.com. And if you have a very hard to buy for automotive enthusiast, because I know I am hard to buy for, just get me a Covercraft gift card. I can go and get anything I want, and it's a gift that keeps on giving and giving, and giving. Go to Covercraft.com and click on the gift card. You can order it in any denomination you'd like and make somebody very happy. Or get one for yourself and stick it in your stocking and tell them Santa left it for you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 
722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Mike, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Buy and invest in what you would like to drive. And that goes for the husband as well as the wife. In other words, the husband shouldn't be picking for the wife. (laughs) Yes, I've learned that lesson the hard way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know several guys who have. That if you're going to get into the automotive and don't buy something just because you think it's the thing to invest in. If you don't like how it drives or you don't want to drive it, then you don't have any reason to be in it. Yeah, buy what you like because if you're buying as an investment and the market goes sideways, you're going to be stuck with that thing for a while. So, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just saw an ad this morning in Roundell, BMW Club Magazine, for a brand new M4 for sale. And the first sentence said, bought it for my wife. She hates it. Got to oh, sell it. Yeah. You know, oh. had like 25 miles on or something. So, <laughs> ouch. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? The main one would be um, thinking outside the box. Yes. Uh, I try not to follow the route most traveled, even when driving to work. (laughs) That's a great idea. I just, uh, you know, I don't see any reason to rehash something that other people have already done. And then all you're doing is building competition for something that's that's already been proven or disproven. Perfect. Now about a resource other than your great website that we talked about earlier, cartreasures.com. Is there another resource that you really like that you could recommend? Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. I, I find that Car owners that are over the age of 50 and they drive or drive and race their cars seem to have the most, I don't know, information. I mean, let's face it, their ideas and their passion carry out through their all their conversations. And they've already had all their major hits and misses. So there's no reason to start from the beginning there when someone else has already been there. There you go. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, this might shock a bunch of people, but actually it shouldn't. Actually, it would be my grandfather. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Reed Mullen, uh, he was sent down to Ford in the 20s by Ford Motor Credit to help uh, keep an eye on a fledgling Ford Lincoln Mercury dealership. And in the 30s and early 40s, ended up buying the dealerships. Uh, building two, keeping one, uh, the Ford dealership until like 71. Uh, and during the 60s, it was one of the top 10 Ford dealerships in the, in the U.S. Nice. And essentially, if it wasn't for his creativity and integrity, uh, I probably wouldn't be involved not only with the state of Arizona or with cars to the extent I am. Very nice. Yeah, you know, I just spoke with a guest the other day about this and having lost my father earlier this year. Take time with your elders 
to spend time talking with them. They will teach you things and share things that you think you'll always have time with them and you may not. So, uh, and, and what's, and what's really surprising with that is they have or may not have any idea what you're really interested in unless you bring it up. Exactly. Exactly. I wish I'd had more time with my grandparents. They live so far away that uh, I didn't get to see them very often. And the few times I did get to go visit their farm in Texas, and I was a Southern California surfer guy. Uh, talk about a cultural <laughs> shock change. Yep. But, you know, I I learned some very introspective things about my grandparents. I wish I'd had more time with them. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you could recommend? Uh, well, actually, we're going to stay in the automotive business area. And, you know, Lee Iacocca does some great books. Yes. One of them is, um, I think, is Where Have All the Leaders Gone? And I, and I think it really touches on not only the things from the past, but actually what's going on right now. So I think it's uh, it gives you great insight, and it just shows that history repeats itself. Yes, it's a great book. It sits on my shelf. So re- listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources on Mike's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type Mike Mullen, M-U-L-L-A-N, into the search bar, or just Mike. His name will pop up there. His page will pop up, and you can find all these great links that I've provided for you. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Mike. This is where it gets really fun. I've got a question that I call a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool car today. Okay. Collector car. Has to be a fun car. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of toys with. You got to keep it and drive it. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah? What would that vehicle be? Wow. One thing you're going to notice is that uh, that the majority of cars I really like all have nice curves and have glass <laughs> over the headlights. Love it. Okay. And so mine's going to be one that just sold recently, and it was either that or a, or a, a Daytona watch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Daytona watch. Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> How about a 1956 Aston Martin DBR1? I know the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, so you got you. It was built by the British. who were considered the underdogs. It was uh, came up with some a great looking car with top performance for the years it was there. Uh, you know, there just wasn't anything else like it. And and unfortunately, I I would have to say, you know, there still isn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a beautiful car. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It has all those lines. It, it's, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's delightful. You know, I was enjoying last night a new book that I guess that was on the show here last week. Derek Hill put together called Inside Track for his father. Uh, it was about his father, Phil Hill. And it's all these pictures that Phil took over the years. And there were a couple of those that he shot at one of the endurance races that were sitting there brand new from Aston Martin that he was there picturing. And I just sat and looked at those pictures and thought, what people must have thought when they brought those cars to the track. Oh, I just can't imagine. How beautiful they are. Yeah. Of course, he had a few funny things to say about their uh, their challenges. <laughs> they never finished the races and <laughs> things were breaking on them and flying off. But uh, he kind of had some fun with that. But yes, they are beautiful. I can't wait to uh, drive that car over to Arizona and the Copper State <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and deliver the keys to you. Wouldn't that be fun? Wow. Oh, I'd be in for that. We'd have to take it on the trip. Oh, know? absolutely. We'd be side by side, and you could not peel the smiles off our faces. That's you for think sure. The, you think the, think the new owner will let us t- uh, do something like that? Uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'm going to get to work on that right as soon as we hang oh, up you. here. You're welcome. Mike, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would, and this has been awesome getting to know you better, learn a little bit more about this fun website you've created for us collectors. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Out listeners. 
Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the copper state in that 56 Aston Martin DBR1? <laughs> yeah, actually, it just comes down to the same thing that we've actually covered in a couple of different areas. The best advice is to think outside the box. Be creative and put your ideas in motion. Uh, I've been very lucky to have many friends who have loved my crazy ideas and infectious passions. So don't be afraid to be the underdog. Uh, you know, that will just make you try harder. Your creative ideas and passions can take you to places you've never dreamed of. Absolutely. And that's where you've taken us today, Mike. Thank you again for being a guest. What's the best way for listeners to learn more about you, your business, both your real estate business and your website on car automobilia? Well, you've got two websites. Uh, the one that we've talked about, cartreasures.com and then Mike at classicsouthwest.com. And of course, anybody is, is, uh, free to call me if they like at 602-531-8256. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find all of this information on Mike's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to the com. Click Mike in that box and his page will pop up. I encourage you to go check out this website. Again, the holidays are coming. A perfect time to let your friends know this is what I want under the Christmas tree. Cartreasures.com. You're going to spend some time there, though. So pour yourself a nice drink and sit back and enjoy the ride on that website. Very nice. Mike, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. I appreciate it. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you in your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!